Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. On today's AgCast, we visit with Julia McLeod of McLeod Family Farm in Heflin, Alabama. Julia runs a cut flower operation out of a refurbished farm truck. Julia, how are you doing today? Good. Julia, we're we're having her on the AgCast because she has a uh, cut flower operation. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that operation. Um, we have got a cut flower farm just over in East Alabama. Um, it's in Cleveland County, right uh, on the Georgia-Alabama line, actually. Um, we I'm fifth generation to the land, and what started off as um, a hobby growing flowers with uh, my father kind of turned um, in 2017 and um, since then we have uh, been growing and primarily selling direct to consumer <clears throat> excuse me um, we have a little 1964 Ford farm truck that basically... Man, you got ahead of my question. I was, <laughs> I was saving up for the old farm truck. Yes, you know, but yes, yes. Tell us about the truck. So we have a uh, 1964 farm truck that we uh, harvest up during the week and then fill it on Fridays and head to town, whether we're headed over to Oxford, Alabama, or over to Carrollton, Georgia. I, I can imagine that draws a lot of attention. I've seen it. It's a white truck. Yes, is that uh-huh, right? it is. And it's full of those flowers it's and full of flowers and um we we have been so blessed by the the communities and of course during the pandemic everything completely exploded like so many things did in the agricultural world but um all of the surrounding communities um we have found that most sales on friday mornings we already have got a line waiting for us before we get to our designated location is it, is it kind of a farmer's market, or do you have like a corner um, We are in, Normally, when we're, um, we are set up at a, another retail area, or either right downtown or near a, a coffee shop, um, we have a couple primary locations that we set up, unless we're invited um, to a certain venue or farmer's market and so forth. We have not really steered into the farmer's market direction um, just because, you know, right now, plastics, you know, what's not broken. And it seemed direct to consumer, right, where we're the traveling it's worked out great. Well, I, I was looking on, uh, I think, some Facebook pictures of the mm-hmm. operation and some beautiful species they have. What? How many varieties of flowers? Um, within within our twelve month period, we're growing anywhere about twenty five different annuals and perennials. We do have um, several perennial patches on our farm that we're able to harvest from. This year, we're actually adding uh, two hundred and fifty peonies. Um, we won't actually be able to harvest from those for another three to five years, um, but it's it's very exciting to to continue to be able to look down the road and see what we're adding now and and what will be, how it will benefit the farm later. Mm-hmm. How, how many acres do you farm? 
Um, you know, really, a lot of people think that it takes a lot of acreage, uh, but we actually, with all the annuals, we, in succession planning, we do a lot of bed flipping. So we're really only farming somewhere around a full pack acre, acre and a half. Wow. Um, and we have most recently added an unheated um, 30 by 100 structure to be able to kind of give some season extension and maybe take our field grown blooms to a different scale and knock them up to a grade A. So you uh, are all of your plants grown indoors or do you have a combination indoor outdoor? Uh, no, this will be the first year that we're actually growing in a high tunnel. Um, so for the past, since 2017, we have been growing directly in the field. So it's exposed to all elements and we'll continue to, we're still, we're not going directly just to high tunnels. We'll still be doing our field grown and then with our cooler season plants, uh, we'll be planting them in the high tunnels. So whose idea was this? How, how did this come about as, you know, you say you, you pick flowers with, you grow flowers with your father mm-hmm. and this kind of thing but at what point did you say I want this to be a business well I, I think you know uh, I was speaking about this earlier is when I first started off, I was selling them out of our front yard, and I was just throwing up a little pop-up stand, and my husband leaves very early for work, and we live right downtown off of our square. It's nice and busy every morning with everybody going to school and school buses, and um, usually we kick off our sales every Friday morning around 8 o'clock, 7.30 or 8, and so the consumer's able to get it before going into work and so forth, and he called one day and he said, um, there are cars lined up halfway down our street. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and what a terrible problem to have. <laughs> you're going to need to move this and we're going to need to figure out a, a different direction on how you can move these flowers. We can't be selling this out of our front yard. And so um, that's where the idea of peddling with the farm truck um, came about. And so... Um, that's where we're we're stuck to now. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long and how long have you been doing this? Uh, we've been running the truck. I would say probably about this will be our fifth year. So, um, but growing, uh, I mean, selling from our front yard, uh, probably. 2017. Mm-hmm. And you were mentioning your husband, uh, Brian, and, mm-hmm. uh, but he is, is he directly involved in it or is he kind of? He is. He is definitely, as this started off to a hobby, you know, I think that he's letting me play and do my thing and plant my flowers. And there's so much, um, there's so much healing there. I think there is, uh, there's so many different layers um, when growing anything, um, you know, whether it's, it's vegetables or whether it's, it's flowers. And um, so he was, I think, enjoying and seeing that this was, you know, making me happy. And um, as we dug a little deeper, you know, and we started needing the calculator and the spacing and all this kind of good stuff. I'm not your your graft person. So he is he's gotten really involved in the past year, year and a half and has been extremely supportive. So wonderful. And kids, do you have we do have we this is our um we're recently empty nesters, so we're we're diving in. And so with that being adding the the permanent structure that we just added to the farm, um that kind of gives me we've got a lot more free time so we've got a 20 year old and 27 year old uh boys and so i actually have one that's the uga right now in the ag program mm-hmm. 
Well, that's great. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit, and while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. So let's look down the road. Where do you see this operation going? Are you are you content in the growth and the development now, or, or do you have some goals that you're looking at? I do have, you know, a little bit of goals stepping up maybe a little bit bigger. Um, I do, I think that I'm going to find that growing out of the structures, um, I'm able to kind of pick my seasons a little bit more and maybe not have to be in the screaming hot. One thing that I have learned from this is I... I wish I'd started this 15 years ago. And so, um, you know, with getting a little older, you do you do find that there is a lot of wear and tear on your body. So, you know, in the, what I think that my husband and I both um, feel that with our farm and with us eventually living full time on our farm, that being able to produce a product um, and produce a good quality product that there's a demand for um, all throughout the U.S. And there is such a trend right now and, and it's such a need. And COVID was a prime example of this is when COVID hit and borders closed, you know, flowers weren't coming in. And we had designers, we had florists from Atlanta to Birmingham calling us, reaching out, what do you got? What colors do you got? I'll take whatever you've got. Um, just the quality, you know, versus uh, a tulip that I can pluck for you two days before you pick it up versus a tulip or, or say, a peony that's, you know, grown and has been stuck on a plane and stuck on a ship and then finally arrives and ends in your hand. There's, it's a far cry different. And I think that our goal moving forward is to be able to just not really, we can ship directly from the farm or we can, you know, have farm pickup as we, as we retire and go into You age. don't do like a you pick it kind of a... We do not do a you pick there is um but there's a great market for it and it's just something that personally does not work for our farm because uh we we have our residents there and and so forth and it's just that we like our privacy a little bit with the farm Mm -hmm. you're mentioning online is that Mm -hmm. is that a growing part or is that just something that's kind of a a, an ancillary aspect of your business the the shipping part of it really came about especially a lot of with, with my mentors um, that are across the U.S. that have much much bigger scale farms that they're farming. You know, COVID hit and right in the middle of spring, all their crops were coming in and they had to pivot very, very fast. And they have found, and and half of them, they haven't gone back to running, you know, farmer's markets. They'll do some farm pickups, but for the majority, they list it and and, and they ship directly from their farms. Um, I still love my direct-to-consumer contact, though, and I think that's that's one of the things that brings me enjoyment is the contact with with somebody who's taken. I like to get to know these people. If I know my flowers are going on their table each day, that's that's something that's kind of dear to heart to me. So, but as growing for the future and with us, you know, getting older and retiring and so forth, 
knowing that these crops that we can grow them and ship them either directly through a broker or directly to uh, a consumer's front door. I think that'll be a way, uh, that'll be our goals. Very good. Well, uh, is there anything else about your operation that I maybe I didn't ask you about that you'd like to let folks know? We don't really, we don't turn out a bunch of uh, vegetables, but what we have found with introducing the flowers um, to our farm is, is given our farm so, it's really opened up the exposure. And, you know, I highly, highly encourage, encourage anyone, especially if they're already running markets or running farmers market, is to educate themselves on the, the cut flower industry part of it. It's because I believe all the way down to the ag your tourism, um, the workshops, so many people are interested in it. And um, the flowers, I believe, kind of give it a little bit of a pivot as far as the agrotherapy in it. And I believe that it draws consumers to your products and, and to your farm um, a lot quicker, say, than, you know, and not to knock it by any means, because I always say we got team veggies and we've got team flowers. But I do think it, it draws people to your farm farm a lot quicker than say you know a basket of cut okra would um so i do i do think that there's definitely a a big niche out in the market to to add flowers and i I think that i really highly encourage you know individuals who are kind of straddling the fence to take a dip into it Mm mm-hmm Well, thank you, Julia, for your time today. I I appreciate that, and I hope that others will be interested in the idea of maybe adding uh, flowers to to their operation in even a small way, uh, how it can benefit and really educate folks about agriculture and, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and where all their material comes from. Right. Well, thank you so much for having me. And now, your weekly Ag Cash Wrap Up. In the wrap up, we'd like to take a moment and congratulate Wendy Yeager of Dallas County on being honored as an exceptional woman in agriculture by the U.S. Sustainable Alliance. The USSA is spotlighting women who make a difference and champion excellence in farming, forestry, and fisheries. Check out the link in the show notes and read more about Wendy and her operation. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.